Hello, hello, hello. This is Sharita, Prophetess Sharita, and I am coming to you with a Wellness Wednesday tip of the week. Well, actually, today is not Wednesday. I have had an extremely busy week, but after um, just literally having a moment of prayer, the Lord put it kind of on my heart to say, you know what, better late than never. As God wishes that we will prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers, God wants for us to be physically, mentally, emotionally, as well as spiritually well. So as I basically assist God in certain areas in uh, a ministry capacity, the Lord put it on my heart to do Wellness Wednesdays, and I will discuss the purpose of the Wellness Wednesday at a later date. But I am not a medical professional, but the Lord put it on my heart to share a certain part of my life and a certain part of a journey that I am about to be embarking on. So as I embark on these next few journeys, I will literally um, be trying to or I will literally be making the attempt to learn how to um, go live on Facebook as well as YouTube and um, I will be kind of directing folks from different platforms to other platforms so that you can share in on my next few journeys Um, and even the good the bad and the ugly (laughs) the good the bad and the ugly you know so I'm about to just you know um, go all in you know because God is good and his mercy is everlasting and the Lord has been having me to pray for mercy so as God Uh, gives us mercy during the season you know let us just be positive in mind whatsoever things are good pure honest and lovely and of a good report let us think on those things that's one of my rock scriptures um, something that I use throughout social media YouTube uh, Instagram Facebook all over everywhere because say yes with Sharita is everywhere because Sharita Perry is everywhere you know the Lord is everywhere and so if God is omni then I have to be there with him because God says what Ephesians 5 and 1 says follow God so if God is everywhere I've got to try to be there too so water is my topic for the day water just as simple as that but I have 20 incredible health benefits of drinking water so I am going to just dive right on into H2O water why we drink water um, why we need the water and what the water does for our overall health and well-being our overall health and well-being so let's get right on into it now some of the studies that I have found congruently and consistently from Harvard studies as well as um, through many medical journals and through many different medical sites and so instead of reading y'all 50 of the health benefits I'm going to go in the middle and do 20 health benefits of drinking water so let's get to it number one water prevents constipation it helps to prevent constipation it helps to prevent constipation drinking water regularly helps to prevent constipation by ensuring constrained 
bowel movements. Drinking plenty of water helps to literally pass uh, bowel movements through our bodies regularly and more fluidly without strain. So if you are a person that gets constipated, not only should you maybe change other things in your diet, but also add more water to your bodies. Add more water so that you can loosen up your bile so that it can pass a little bit less uh, constrictively out of your body. So it helps prevent constipation. It also aids in digestion. So number two is digestion. It aids in digestion. Taking in water during, before, and as you are eating meals helps your body to digest and break down the foods that you are eating more easily and more readily. So therefore, you will not have digestive problems and it will also help to prevent bloat as water consumption helps to basically break down the sodium intake in our body, so drinking adequate water can basically relieve bloating in our body. So we have got to do what's necessary so that we can be healthy and to be well. Water also supports kidneys, kidney health. So individuals struggle with kidney stones um, is something that is a common problem. So people become victims of that disease because they are not possibly drinking enough water. So water dilutes the minerals and the salts that are concentrated in the kidneys uh, where they become stones. So if you are drinking water, the water will dilute the stones and it will also help to um, play another pivotal role in the kidney function by um, regulating your blood pressure, maintaining water levels, as well as helping to filter out waste. So drinking water is essential for overall health, especially your kidney health. Water also boosts skin health. Water and drinking it on a regular basis, it will plump your skin cells, minimizing the appearance of wrinkles and fine lines, helping you to uh, look much younger. It helps to assist in a youthful appearance. Drinking water keeps your skin glowing by flushing out impurities and toxins that dull the skin um, from the body. So drinking water, vitamin C rich with the lemon on a daily basis is a good way to um, get your skin and everything together. So it is a perfect remedy for uh, glowing skin. Water makes your body work out, uh, work better and more fluidly. So what water does is when we are working out, before hitting the gym or starting to work out, make sure you should, that you have water, an adequate amount of water. Uh, drinking water be- before, during, and while you are working out helps to prevent dehydration during your workout. And it also helps to prevent any type of muscle cramps or any type of uh, joint uh, tension or joint problems, uh, water helps 
in so many different capacities. Water, when you're out and about during the summertime and you are sweating and when you're working out, it helps to replenish the body as sweat is water that is being released from the body. So as you are drinking water, it helps to replenish so that dehydration does not set in. And I'm going to go on to the next one, which will help to explain why we want to drink water uh, when we're exercising, when we're working out, because it also improves mood. If your mood is low, you should consider taking in a glass of water, H2O. Dehydration has a tendency to trigger stress. And if it triggers stress, we need to drink water on a regular basis so that we can be not as stressed out as we would possibly be. So it has been proven that cognitive problems, negative mood, fatigue, and anger are increased when you are dehydrated. Um, To avoid stress and improve your mood, you should not wait until you are thirsty to drink water because symptoms of dehydration can cause bad moods. So we want to definitely drink water so that we can stay uh, in a pleasant demeanor and a pleasant mindset. And so just like it says, it helps with cognitive function. So drinking water, number seven, it keeps you energized. Two thirds of the human body is comprised of water. So any form of dehydration has negative effects on many of the organs of the body. Dehydration is associated with increased anger, fatigue, and confusion, as well as decreased vigor. You need to drink an adequate amount of water for the body organs to work properly. Drinking water also helps to maintain your blood pressure, your heart rate, and it also improves your immune system. You need to drink an adequate amount of fluid to produce lymph, which plays an essential role in your health. It is your body's organs that are not effectively functioning well when you feel fatigued and weak. So drinking water ensures that you will be optimizing your energy as well as your mental, physical, and overall emotional health. Next, number eight, drinking water helps to maintain body weight. So water helps with weight loss. We live in an era where we are highly concerned about our appearances. So drinking water can help you achieve your dream appearance. Drinking water raises your metabolism. So it says drinking cold water. Let's be very specific. Cold water raises your metabolism as the body must produce more energy to increase the temperature which makes your body burn more calories drinking water also eliminates the need to take in beverages that are high in sugar which usually attribute to weight gain number nine water boosts the immune system it is important to drink water on your health um so that for your health it is important to drink water for your health cannot be better with 
without water. Water helps you to fight the flu symptoms as well as plays a volatile role in, in, in boosting the immune system in several ways because it flushes out toxins from the body that transports oxygen to the body cells ensuring proper functioning throughout the body in its entirety. So next number 10 is ta-da! Flushes out toxins. Water plays a critical role in flushing out toxins. So it plays a critical role in keeping your body healthy and your skin attractive. The most notable, noticeable and identified role played by water in the body according to scientists is flushing out toxins. Water plays a role in getting rid of harmful toxins through sweat and through urine. By getting rid of toxins, water helps to keep the kidneys and the urinary tract healthy. So your body is fully functioning and your lungs, kidney, liver are all detoxified just through drinking water. So after the waters, after the organs have detoxed the body, they heavily um, rely on water to get toxins out of the body. So, you know, we got to get the organs flushed out and detoxified through drinking water. So you should always ensure that you are drinking an adequate amount of water to get rid of toxins out of your body, out of your body. Number 11, number 11, water boosts your brain power. People tend to drink a cup of coffee when they are looking for mental performance. However, they do not understand that taking a glass of water is more beneficial to your brain than taking a cup of coffee. With 70% of the brain made up of water, drinking water regularly helps you focus think, concentrate, and stay alert. So water is amazing. Water is amazing. Water, calorie-less, colorless, tasteless water is so cool and yet refreshing. So water, um, literally, it aids in so many different ways. So moreover, studies have shown that being dehydrated by just 2% affects your overall performance in tasks that require psychomotor attention and immediate memory skills. Dehydration negatively affects your brain power by reducing the cognitive and motor skills, increasing the sensitivity to pain, reducing the memory power, and it affects your mood. Water also prevents headaches. Dehydration causes headaches. And this is because of the influence of dehydration on brain function. In other words, water is an essential component in the functionality of your brain. In addition to boosting brain power, drinking water also helps to prevent and to relieve headaches caused by dehydration. So according to the medical news today, dehydration headache occurs when your body loses essential fluids affecting brain functionality. When dehydration occurs, the brain loses essential fluids resulting in 
a temporary shrink and the shrink causes the brain to pull away from the skull causing pain so when you have a headache it may be good to not just go and run and find something to eat but it is also good to find yourself a nice tall glass of water prevention of cramps and sprains so dehydration is also associated with cramping that leads to sprains water is um, and acts as a natural lubricant for the joints and muscles and it makes them less prone to sprains and injuries by drinking water it makes the muscle and the joints more flexible reducing the likeliness of experiencing sprains and injuries so if your body is um, if you classify yourself as being a fragile person you might want to drink a little bit or a lot of bit more water so it regulates the body temperature it regulates the body temperature so when it gets hot your body uses the sweat to cool down so drinking water and replenishes the lost fluids through sweating so you are basically immediately a little bit more comfortable in a hot environment when you have a nice hot or nice cold glass of water when you have a nice cold glass of water so water helps to prevent bad breath It helps to prevent bad breath. So drinking water frequently and after uh, eating significantly aids in washing away oral bacteria and food particles that are left in your mouth, which causes bad breath. Uh, Water is good for your heart. Drinking a sufficient amount of water helps to maintain proper viscosity of blood and plasma that is distributed uh, to the um, basically to the heart, <laughs> so it helps to distribute the uh, things that we need to the parts of the body. So it's good for healthy heart functioning. It also um, is good for number seventeen. It ensures efficient transportation of minerals and nutrients throughout the body so water is a conduit and it basically conducts the water through the body so that it uh, nourishes all of the other cells so drinking water um, makes the body um, overall uh, you know it carries the nutrients and the minerals throughout the body so it just is a conduit so it just literally transports the minerals and the nutrients Uh, as it flows through the body. 18, it aids in forming saliva and mucus that keeps your eyes, nose, and mouth moist. Number 19, it helps to fight sickness. So um, drinking adequate amount of water fights off major diseases. So we've got to drink an adequate amount of water because it helps to, you know, alleviate constipation, migraines, urinary tract infections, and kidney stone, uh, exercise-induced asthma, hypertension, and diabetes. So we've got to drink water. It improves circulation. 
So um, to improve the circulation of oxygen throughout the body, drinking water um, is essential for your blood and it helps to transport the oxygen to different parts of the body. So I did say, and it's good for healthy metabolism. So I did say that I was going to do 20, but I'm going to do 21 because I am going to add um, something that I had read on another page because it helps with arthritis and it helps with your bones and your joints. So as you are drinking an adequate amount of water, it basically helps to um, create um, flexibility within your bones and in your the muscles of your body. So as you are drinking uh, plenty of water, it literally helps to lubricate your bones and your muscles. So it aids with um, it aids in uh, things such as arthritis, um, it body cramps, it helps with um, so many different things, and it also helps to reduce hangovers. Um, I just had to throw that one out there because I'm uh, scrolling through another uh, site because there was one more benefit that I wanted to touch very, very quickly. It helped prevent prevents uh, rheumatoid arthritis because it basically lubricates the joints. It lubricates the joints. So um, because it lubricates the joints, it just helps with your bones and your muscles of the body. So because it helps with bones and muscles of the body, we have got to literally take time and we've got to drink more water. Drink more water from bad breath to detoxifying our kidney, livers, and uh, different organs of our body to uh, helping our skin to look more healthy um, for it to help our metabolism to help with arthritis and other bodily functions to help prevent osteoporosis for heart health and um, for our joints and to help to alleviate high blood pressure and all of those things to increase our moods and to increase our um, brain functioning. Water is that important. Water is that important. It increases our energy, our immunity, our body temperature, and it helps to regulate digestion aids in weight loss and it helps with so many different things it flushes out toxins and things that our body should not have in it so to those folks that are out here if you take any type of medication on a regular basis especially if you take medications it is always good to you know take uh two to three maybe even bottles of water so that you can flush out any toxins and impurities to possibly lessen side effects from occurring so as I close out tonight as I close out I just pray that you guys will drink a little bit more water once again I am not a medical professional but what I am is a very um a very uh 
how to put it, I'm a very knowledgeable person. I love to read. I love information. I love sharing information. Um, I love to uh, help people to improve themselves as I'm improving myself because I'm working on certain things daily from uh, multiple different areas of my life. So all I'm going to say is that as God wishes that we should prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers, let us be concerned about our mental, physical, emotional, as well as our overall spiritual health. So as we're worried about or not worried, but as we are taking care of ourselves to improve ourselves, to better ourselves, we should do small little things along the way because we have one body. And so we should really take care of the one body that we have. So take in more water for your overall mental, physical, emotional health. See, it's going to flush out those toxins and it's going to, you know, it's going to help you to regulate your skin and your moods. So, you know, if you are moody, grumpy, fatigued, drink more water. So I hope you enjoyed this wellness moment and I pray that this was very beneficial for someone so remember if you say yes to the Lord he will say yes to you and God wishes that we should prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers so I pray that you would just all take time to be well to live well to think well to just become overall well so I will hope that you will tune in for another wellness session and hopefully I will be back on regular schedule wellness Wednesdays. So be blessed, be blessed and be blessed and know that God loves you and I love you too. And there's not a doggone thing that you can do about it. Until next time. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sharita Prophetess Sharita coming to you with a say yes moment of the day. Here is say yes. My motto is if you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you today, today, today. I um, was basically taking a down moment and I have got to get my message out for Sunday, December 5th, 2021. So Sunday, December 5th, 2021. Um, My word today um, came from actually me taking a resting period and um, the Lord gave me this word. It says, save yourself from yourself. And so when I said that, you know, it was just like a whole bunch of things came through me. But the first thing that I'm going to deal with today is uh, saving yourself from yourself regarding our thinking and our thought processes. What um, happened is I was listening to somebody minister online and this person kept pausing. And as the person paused, um, it's like 
they were taking too much time out from what they should do through the course of their day. And so the Holy Spirit said to me that, you know, God really wants us to do things in decency and in order. So he took me to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and 40. So God would never have us running late for work. God would never have us losing our jobs. God would never um, have us in a predicament where he's ministering to us, but we can't provide for our families and for our children. Children. God would not really want, um, you know, us to kind of do that. So, you know, God should literally give us uh, over to a point where, you know, if he's ministering to us, okay, let me write this down because this is what I keep hearing in my spirit. And so that is technically what I do. I keep a journal. And so I get busy. And sometimes I do get engulfed sometimes in prayer and prayer can take me over sometimes and so it's just like oh my god now I gotta rush because you know you get to a point where you enjoy praise you enjoy worship but you cannot enjoy it to the point where it makes you look bad as a person um, because God wants us to be decency decent and in order so you know yes if we have a certain time that we have to be somewhere or we have time frames time limits we've got to do things in order we've got to do things in order because this is not like the old testament of the bible where you know people were living in uh tribes or in little um different villages or just you know kind of uh traveling and kind of i don't know whether you're going to call them gypsies vagabonds or you know uh nomads going from one place to the next place and just packing up their things and their belongings pitching tents between uh different cities areas and regions but we can't do things um, the way that they were done in uncivilized time because we've got to be prayerful and we've got to be mindful and God does not deem for anybody to pretty much be, um, you know, kind of out there. So at this point, we've got to save ourselves from ourselves. And so as I went from that, you know, the Lord started ministering to me about sin. So in 2019, the Holy Spirit spoke the words, pre-tribulation to me while I was writing my book entitled, The Season of Blessings. So as I was writing my book entitled, The Season of Blessings, and the Lord was speaking to me about pre-tribulation, at that time I did not understand because I really did not know what uh, the pre-tribulation was all about. And so as the Holy Spirit began to minister to me, it was like, you know, God is preparing us because the devil is basically anything that is an abomination, he is magnifying it. Anything that is sin is being magnified. Every area of sin is being magnified to very extreme, large exponential values. So... And that the Holy Spirit then took me to the scripture, Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal the land. The part of the reason why we have COVID-19, part of the reason why we have cancer, part of the reason why we have sicknesses and disease, um, those will all fall under the category of a plague in the Bible and with inside of the Bible, it will tell you that sin brings forth, um, you know, cause it's cause and effect. Sin brings forth some form of uh, repercussions, and the repercussions of sin is plagues a lot of time. So these are things that we cause upon ourselves and cause upon the people with that are around us because of disobedience to the Word of God. Because of disobedience to the Word of God. 
So, um, with the topic of saving yourself from yourself, um, I'm going to deal with the thoughts today and things regarding to sin. Things regarding to sin. Because God wants things done decency, decently and in order. So 1 Corinthians 14 and 40 says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Decently and in order. What is the decent and what is the orderly way to do things? The decent and the orderly way to do things in our personal lives as well as our spiritual lives is to do things according to basically rules, regulations, and standards. And at some point in time, we've got to know that as time has progressed, we have gradually grown away from God. And as we grow away from God, and as we progress, and as time goes from BC to um, AD, we literally see that, you know, there's rules, regulations, and there are standards, and people are gradually just moving along from there. If you go back into the 60s and the 70s and things of that nature, if you even look at something as simple as the style of dress, women used to dress more modest in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And um, by the time we got to the 80s and the 90s, um, you know, there were things that came out. And as those things started to come out and occur, the dress code and the dress, uh, the style of dress began to transform and began to go from modest and class classy to a whole nother um, demographic. And so I'm just actually going to touch on this um, really, really quickly because I'm not being judgmental when I say this, but, you know, back in the day. There were people that were into things like goth, witchcraft, and um, different forms of divination. And those would be the um, people that we would predominantly see um, with tattoos and piercings. Like, just like I said, I'm not judging people who have tattoos and piercings. So don't get me wrong when I say this, but it's so um, eerie to me that we see people that were practicing demonology and uh, demonic vices doing these things. And now we have people that are in the church and we have people that are supposed to be Christians and we have people that are, uh, you know, from what we would classify as a normal life. We see these people doing these things that people who were predominantly in different forms of demonations, just like I said, witchcraft, um, people that were living in, you know, different uh, mindsets or, you know, people that were into goth or uh, dark occult-like practices and things of that nature. So for us to be conforming to the things that people that practice witchcraft and goth and uh, other mysticism and uh, practices of Satanism, it's just like has me wild and floored. It's just like, oh my God, back in the day, you know, in the 70s, the 80s, in the early 90s, people that usually you saw that were tattooed and covered up in tattoos usually practice witchcraft or divination or dark occult practices. So when I see people in the church practicing these things, it's just like, wow, have we conformed to demonology and witchcraft? Have we uh, conform to uh, sadistic, satanic, ritualistic practices. 
you know? So at that point, I just look, I said, Lord, I'm not judging these people, but I said, Jesus, back in the day, these are the people who practice these things. And these are the people who are doing these things. And now this has filtered over and has bled off into mainstream society. So that's neither here nor there, but I am going to move right along. And it's just like the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. When God in the Old Testament said, don't turn aside to the right, don't turn aside to the left, um, but keep your foot from evil. That was stated in the Bible over 27 times that God suggested that we keep our feet from evil. So the Bible also teaches that word that I have hit in my heart that I might not sin against thee. If we know that we are progressively uh, creeping upon uh, a time where the tribulation may set in, why would I allow Satanism and occult practices to filter over into my home, into my ways, into my mindset, and into my lifestyle. So that's why when the Bible says, don't turn aside to the right, don't turn aside to the left, keep your foot from evil. That's just like in the Old Testament, there are different organizations and different things that are in the world, but I have got to keep myself focused. Saving myself from myself is keeping myself focused. How do I save myself from myself besides keeping myself focused? I can't care what my mom does, what my aunts do, what uncles do, what cousins do, what brothers and sisters do. I can't be consumed with what co-workers do, what people in stores do, what other ministers do, what other prophets do. I can't look at what other people do and conform myself to that because then those people become your idols. And when those people become your idols, then you lose yourself in yourself because you lose sight of what is important and what is important is yourself and your Godhead. Okay. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So in that I've got to save myself from myself because in saving myself from myself, I've got to maintain my mindset as such that I am stable in who I am. And I've got to be stable in my ways. I can't just, um, I did a message called don't be cookie dough. Don't be cookie dough has everything to do with people conforming to sin. So I'm going to share this with you from the book of Thessalonians very quickly. And then I am going to just literally give you um, a lot of scriptures really quickly to um, know that it's this important that we get ourselves focused on the things of God and of God and getting ourselves to a point where I've got to do things decently and in order. God says that I need to do this and this is what I need to do. So I've got to be humble. I've got to pray. I've got to keep myself from evil so that I can keep healing, deliverance and restoration. If it's not manifesting in the world, I've got to pray and plead the blood of Jesus over my house. Okay. And I'm going to share this with you. This past week, I was taking care of some business calls and I don't know whether these people believed in God, what they believed in. But I said, you know what, let me pray for you at the end of this call. So as I pray for these people, the Holy Spirit literally had me to pray that God will cover their homes and their families from any untimely death, any premature death, and from any calamities in regards to COVID-19. So in that, 
as I was praying for these people over the phone, you know, it was like, you know, I was like, oh my God, God, where did that come from? You know, so I've literally been praying in intercession for people. I've been praying in intercession for children. And so it's just like in that, as the more you pray for other people, the more blessings that you have come to you. So that's where I'm trying to get myself uh, focused on. But I have so many people sometimes that are triggering thoughts towards me. And so right now I am working on um, a few things personally, you know, save yourself from yourself. So it's just like, okay, I've got this area that I'm working on and that area that I'm working on. But now let's get into the word of God, because how do we save ourselves from ourselves? In the book of First Thessalonians, 5 and 22 and Thessalonians 5 and 22 it says in the international version it says reject every kind of evil the new living translation says stay away from every kind of evil the evil the English standard version says abstain from every form of evil the King James version says abstain from all appearance of evil the new king james version says abstain from every form of evil the american standard bible says abstain from every form of evil abstain from every form of evil nasbab 1995 abstain from every form of evil nasbab 1977 abstain from every form of evil withdraw and keep away from it the Amplified Bible. So there are other standard standards of the Bible, um, but we have got to know that when God says that we need to do certain things, we've got to do certain things. So God says in the New Testament, if we love him, we would keep his commandments. If we are keeping the commandments of God, the one thing that I can explain to you that if we keep the commandments of God, first of all, we're going to love God. We're going to love ourselves. And so I'm saving myself and I'm blessing myself because I'm renewing my mindset. I'm renewing my way of thinking. And as I'm renewing my mindset and as I'm renewing my way of thinking, I am in the world, but not of the world because I am living in a spiritual more of a spiritual being in a natural experience. Okay. So I'm spiritual, but I'm living this natural experience. And I've got to know that if I do this, if I take fire into my bosom, yes, I will burn. So if I see people that are overwhelmed and overtaken to sin and yes, guess what? Sin looks fun. Sin is gratifying in many, many, many ways. But the one thing that we've got to know is that I've got to get my mindset that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So when we see plagues, pandemics, and when we see um, all of the things that are manifesting, the first thing we've got to get in our mindsets to do is, okay, Lord, what is it that I need to do? What do I need to do for my house? What do I need to do for my children? And everything that we do starts at home. So we've got to retrain our brain. And when we retrain our brain, we are saving ourselves, blessing ourselves, blessing our homes, blessing our children. And what? As we are blazing a trail through life, we are blessing. Actually, we become a blessing to those that are around us. We actually become a blessing. So when we are saving ourselves from ourselves, because sometimes we get a little bit thrown off because there, just like I said, there's a lot of temptation that is in the world. So how do we resist all of the temptation besides go to the book of Matthew chapter four and see how Jesus resisted the temptation when temptation presents itself, when, um, 
you know, people come to you with a sideway deal. When people come to you and they're out of order with God, sometimes you got to say, you know what? I can't do this. I can't live in uh, this capacity. I can't live in this fashion because these are the reason why we have these plagues. This is why we have sickness. This is why we have disease. This is why we had to shut down the whole world because it's too much sin. And sin brings forth plagues. And if we go to the Old Testament of the Bible, even though God says, I know my plans that I have for you, my plans are to prosper you and to give you an expected end. The first thing that he says is, I need for you, first of all, to pray. I need for you to be obedient. I need for you to walk in the word of God because most too many people, most of the people are following false prophets. And as they're out here following false prophets, they're not leading them to God. They're giving them words of comfort. They're giving them words of wisdom. They're giving them words of how-tos, but they're not giving them words on how to live for God. They're not giving them words on how to separate themselves from sin. They're not giving them words on how to be sanctified. They're not giving them words on how to be holy. So I got to save myself from myself because I got to find me a Bible-based teacher. I got to find me a Bible-based messenger. I need to sit up underneath somebody that knows how to get me right with God so that if my time ends tomorrow that I know that I am going to be caught up or the Bible says if the dead in Christ shall rise and everyone else will be caught up so if I expire tomorrow I know that I'm going to be resting in peace because I know that I'm going to rise because I'm sanctified I'm set apart and I'm not a part of the evil schemes of the world anymore so I got to save myself from myself or from worldly thinking. So I've got to attune myself to listen to the Holy Spirit. So I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the Father. I thank God for the Son. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit because we talk about the Holy Spirit, but we don't accept the Holy Spirit into our lives because the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and will keep you from having carnal desires, period. God, the Holy Spirit will keep you um, for from all of those things but this is the one thing that you have got to know that everybody the best of us from the top to the bottom it says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but we are not to live in that sin because once we reside and we abide in that sin then that sin brings forth other issues and if you choose to stay in a sinful mindset then God says at some point in time I'm gonna cut you off that's like back in the book of Jeremiah God knew his plans for us and knew his plans of expecting end but that's after they were back into Babylon Babylonian captivity for following false prophets. He knew his plans for them, but that uh, plan, that blessing, and God listening to the people again, literally spanned seven years. God was only dealing with and talking to his prophets at that time and sending in messengers to show the uh, the, the, the strength and the power of God through his messengers. So as God was doing it, because a lot of people don't realize that it was 70 years later, they were actually in Babylonian captivity. Did the people prosper while they were in Babylonian captivity? Yes, because they were bowing, they were bending and they were flexing and they were conforming to the pagan satanic abominations of the false prophets, the false gods, soothsayers, sorcerers, and other types of divination that God said they should not participate in. So those people couldn't save themselves from themselves because they were caught up. They were caught up in the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And they were so prideful that they conformed to sin. They were so prideful that they conformed to sin. And as they conformed to sin, they lost themselves inside of themselves because they conformed to sin. 
So they couldn't save themselves from themselves because they didn't inside of themselves choose the Holy Spirit. They chose the world. They didn't choose the Holy Spirit. They chose to follow people. They didn't choose the Holy Spirit. They didn't choose God. They didn't choose Jesus. They chose their own self and they chose their own flesh. And as they chose their own flesh and as they chose their own ways, that brought forth wrath. That brought forth um the uh, wrath of God. The, the Bible says the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. The wrath of God comes before the comes upon the children of disobedience. So we have got to know that we have got to get to a point in our lives where we separate ourselves from sin. The Bible tells us, be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth, so shall he reap. But also be not deceived because bad company corrupts good morals. That is in 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. 15 and 33. So we have also um, got to know that... Uh, it says in the book of Romans 16 and 17. Now, I urge you, brethren, keep your eyes on those who cause uh, dissension and hindrances contrary to the teachings which you have learned and turn away f- and turn away from them. Stay away from people that are the authors of confusion. Stay away from people that are not teaching you that you're supposed to live up and right for God. There's so many people out here that will tell you that you do not have to be perfect and the Bible says God is coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. The Bible also says that God is coming back and he wants us to be in the process of trying to get ourselves perfected just as God is perfect in the book of um, Matthew 5 and 48 and in the book of Deuteronomy um, 18 and 13 so we've got to get to a point where we are focusing on God and the things of God and we have got to separate ourselves from sin we have got to separate ourselves from sin because Galatians 5 and 19 through 21 says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissension, factions, evil, evil, uh, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and such things. Um, it literally tells you that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So if we go up here to things like, you know, um, you know, when it's dealing with anger and things like that, you know, if people testing your Jesus, the Bible tells you to abstain from all appearances of sin, to touch, not taste, not handle, not no unclean thing. When people show you that they are toxic in their thinking and in their ways, you need to stay away from them. You need to stay away from them and let them learn from your absence what they could not learn from your presence. And that's what you have got to do because you can't uh, go around people who will cause you or cost you your salvation. So, um... We have got to get to a point where we are just focusing on God. We've got to abstain from um, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. We've got to abstain from the pride of life. We've got to get to a point where we are not entangled with those who are sin because the sinful, because the Bible says there are so many people out here who have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And the Bible literally says from such 
stay away. We don't want to be caught up in certain things and then we get to heaven. And in Matthew 7 and 23, it says, well, um, there will be people that go up to God. And then he says, depart from me. I know you're not because your works are of iniquity. So we've got to get our minds and our set, our hearts focused on God and the things of the God instead of, of God, instead of conforming to the world and the things of the world where moss and rust do corrupt. We can't love the world and we cannot love uh, sin too. So once again, we've got to abstain, abstain, abstain from all appearances of sin. We have got to come from among them. We have got to separate ourselves from sinners. We have got to be, and it's not called being um, mean. It's not called being um, agitated. It's not called being better than someone. But the Bible literally tells you and instructs you to be sanctified. And if you are really sanctified, you don't hang around everybody. When you're sanctified and when you're genuinely sanctified, you don't even care to be around everybody, honestly. You know, so because a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, she's this. No, what it is is, uh, you know, we, we just some folks have a made up mind that's all and some people don't grace is not uh grace is a merited favor but it's not an umbrella for sin you know a lot of people are not being taught that we've got to abstain from all appearances of sin so as i close out tonight i'm just gonna say this love yourselves enough to get in a mindset where we start our days off with prayer. Get yourself to a a mindset where anything that is toxic, start to get your mind prefaced or focused on letting those things go. Um, Be careful and be mindful of what we listen and what we watch on TV. If your mind is not uh, stable enough to watch television and to be able to separate uh, what we see on TV from our lives. If your mind is not stable enough to listen to the radio and to separate your mind from what you hear on the radio, then, and that's even for your children, because sometimes you have children who will watch things and then they emulate and then they go to school acting like something that they've, they've seen on TV. And we've got to be careful. We've got to be mindful because they're just children. And sometimes children really don't know any better and sometimes at that point it's not the child's fault it's actually the adult's fault for not being mindful over what they allow their children to watch so it's never okay to engulf in sin it's never okay to follow sin it's never okay to participate in sin because it says um In the book of Revelations, it says, Behold, I come quickly, keep the sayings of the book of the prophecy. So as I close out today, I just want to share this one thought. Nobody knows when their time is going to be up on this earth. So if God comes and requires your soul today, okay, let's say something happens and eat, whether it's a physical sickness, uh, whether it is an accident or whether it's a random act of violence, regardless of whatever happens in your home, whatever happens in your life, whatever happens in your situations and circumstances, this is what I need for you to know that, um, we have got to get ourselves focused on, um, you know, following the word of God, because if God comes and gets me tomorrow, God knows that my mind and my heart is set on, you know, focusing on uh, being sanctified, being set apart, uh, standing on the word of God, not standing on grace. Um, Grace is a merited favor once again, but it is not uh, permission 
to sin and to continue to sin and to persist in sin. So we've got to teach our children um, better ways. We've got to set better example in front of our children because um, we see what's going on in the world today. And what's going on in the world today is not bringing us to a productive uh, mindset. What it is is setting us up for whatever that one world order is but it's going to all result in a system of control. And if you guys have not paid attention, the system of control that is literally going to be in the powers that be is the wealthy people. The wealthy people are the ones that are controlling the world. So if you don't realize that the billionaires um, have somewhat of a control uh, factor, see, the uh, folks could not control um, the Republican Party uh, over uh, the past few years. And so what we find is that once you put the Democratic Party in there, you have a perfect person that literally is submitting to the world systems and the world order and is uh, basically siding with Satan. You know, God himself literally gave us freedom of choice and once you start to take away freedom of choice then we no longer have a democracy so the democratic uh, uh, ticket at this point in time in the United States of America is actually um, sitting on a mound of hypocrisy okay because they represent and they're supposed to stand on freedom of choice but they're taking away the freedom of choice, which is leading towards the tribulation, which is dictatorship and control. So we have got to get to a point where we are praying and we come to a point where we are in intercession. And when we save ourselves from ourselves by conforming ourselves to godly thinking, because if God comes back for your soul tomorrow, when you get to heaven, is God going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on up a little bit higher. Or is he going to say, I know you're not. Your works are of iniquity. Depart from me. So you have a choice. And God gives you the freedom to choose. So whether you want to be a part of the world and the world systems. Or whether you want to abstain from all appearances of sin. And become sanctified and holy. The choice is yours. So my... um topic for tonight was save yourself from yourself and saving yourself from yourself means that we've got to save ourselves from conforming to the thinking of the world conforming to the thinking of the world so we got to be not conformed to this world but we've got to be renewed through our minds through Christ Jesus which is the mind of Christ read the book of Romans chapter 12 read the book of Romans chapter 1 um, read the book of Revelations, read um, chapter 21, read chapter 22, uh, get into the uh, the Bible. Uh, Matthew 5 says we should basically uh, practice trying to be perfect and in the image of God and not the image of the world. We need to be in the image of God through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and the Holy Spirit will be the conductor and the Holy Spirit will allow you to basically do what you need to do. So we have got to get to a point where we are doing what we need to do 
And I'm going to share this one last thought from the book of Luke 12 and 10. It says, everyone who speaks a word against the son of man, I will not forgive him. I will forgive him. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So I need for you guys to be very careful. Um, If you don't understand the Holy Spirit of God, if you don't um, understand people who have the Holy Spirit of God, sometimes you've got to uh, be uh, prayerful and be mindful, but don't uh, speak against the uh, uh, the Holy Spirit. If somebody is doing something, you know, maybe in church and you don't understand it, sometimes you got to say like, Lord, help them, you know, because I'm good for that because I'm just like, Lord, help that lady over there in the cocktail dress, you know, shouting and shucking and I can see all her skins. So, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, because the Holy Spirit, when I go to church, has me to be mindful of my brothers, has me to be mindful of my sisters, even in the midst of uh, being at the age where I have hot flashes. So the Holy Spirit don't even have to hit me for me to have a a inferno uh, going on in my spirit and in my system. So um, I just need for people to be understanding. And if you lack wisdom, if you lack knowledge, if you lack understanding, get into the word of God and access God through prayer. So, cause God, I mean, technically he is listening and he gives all sinners and he gives all those that are backslidden and he gives all those opportunity to come to, to him and to abide in him. So I need for people to start conforming to sanctif- to being sanctified, to being holy, and to, um, as it says in Matthew 4 and 4, man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let's conform to the word of God in this season. Be blessed. And remember here, say yes. If you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you.
thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Okay? God says, I know my purpose is to bless you guys, but throughout the whole entire Old Testament, you did wicked in the sight of the Lord. For the whole entire Old Testament, you turned aside to the right, you turned aside to the left. I gave you land, the whole land of Canaan, overflowing with milk and honey, prosperity, blessings, and you still turned to the left, you still turned to the right. You were still not obedient to the word of the Lord. So in the fact that we were not or they were not obedient to the voice and the will of the Lord, God brought them out of bondage from Pharaoh. After going coming out of bondage, they ended up back in bondage because they could not keep their grips, their hands, their thoughts, their minds, their hearts, and their actions off of sin. And they could not keep themselves out of sin nature. So let me read to you a little bit more and let you get an understanding of what was going on. It says in verse 8, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which they have caused to be dreamed. So the devil is coming with a delusion and people are being sucked in and it is causing them to basically uh, sway their mind and what their mind is processing. It says for the prophecy for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name i have not sent them saith the lord okay so the bible tells you all this throughout the new testament that the false prophets they're coming through and they're coming through in droves droves many for thus saith the lord that after 70 years be accomplished at babylon i will visit you and perform and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. I blessed you. You forfeited the blessings. You lost the blessings because you went and you chose to go after sin. You chose to be a part of the false prophet. You chose to go out here and live against God. Live against the things of God. Live against the ordinance of God. You chose to run after your flesh. So the Bible in the Old Testament told you over 20, 30 times not to look to the right, not to look to the left. The New Testament tells you to be perfect. The New Testament says if we love God, we would keep his commandments. So because of failure to follow the commandments, that's why we have things such as COVID-19 and different plagues such as AIDS, herpes, gonorrhea, syphilis, amongst cancer, uh, and uh, multiple sclerosis, and a host of other uh, sicknesses and ailments that are plaguing our world. Not to mention that we have natural disasters, sinkholes, we have mudslides, and we have a whole lot of tsunamis and things that are transpiring across the country in other places over in Asia, Russia, and India, and other parts of the world. So we've got to be prayerful, we've got to be mindful, and we've got to deep dive and excavate into the Word of God because God is saying, in 70 years, after the prophet gets this word, this will manifest. And for the next 70 years, the Spirit of God is going to be on my prophets and on my leaders and on the folks that I'm calling. But the Spirit of the living God is not going to be with the people. And that the people chose to be on in their flesh. And so only a select few are going to be dwelling 
with the Spirit of God in them and the Spirit of God on them. So the Bible tells you to be not deceived because uh, basically God, the devil, is coming masquerading as an angel of light. So he's coming as a perpetrator. He's coming as a fraud. He's coming like and he's coming as and he's coming the devil is coming in the form of many things, but not the form of God. The 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 devil is coming in the form of the person next to him, the person over here, the person over there, and the person that are around them, but they are not in the image of God. So we've got to be careful. We've got to be mindful because these plagues and these sicknesses and these ailments are real deal, holy deal. Get into the word. So it says, you know, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, and to give you an expected end. Verse 12, then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Verse 13, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye search for me with all your heart. And I will be found, saith the Lord, and I will turn away uh, your captivity, and I will gather you from all of the nations and from all of the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place when I have caused you to be carried away captive. So I'm going to close out on the factor that you've got to understand that sometimes when a prophet comes with a word, that the word sometimes is not for the now. Um, Sometimes the prophetic word is for the later. This was to let the people know that they needed to ship up, shape up, and get themselves right. Because when we know better, we what? We do better. A lot of them were told continuously. A lot of them saw the miracles, the manifestations of God, the signs, the wonders. Many of them saw the parting of the Red Sea. Many of them saw the manifestation of the spirit of the glory of God with the Ark of the Covenant. Covenant. Many of them saw the manifestation of the spirit of the living God descending down in clouds around them and amongst them and blessing them. And yet they still ran after false prophets. The same thing is going on today. People have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And the Bible teaches us in the book of Second Timothy, chapter three, from such stay away. So we have got to get our minds prefaced and our minds say that we will depart and we will separate ourselves from sin, because the way of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. That's why COVID-19 has taken out over two point five million. Americans, because the wages of sin is death. God wants us to turn our hearts to him today. Strive for perfection. Get out of grace. Stop living by disgrace and get into the word of God because God calls for us to be perfect, even as God in heaven is perfect, according to Matthew 5 and 48. God also desires that we get into the word of God. We excavate the word of God, that we walk in the word of God because Jesus said that if we love him, are in the New Testament, but they're all together in Exodus 20. So as I close out, when God says that he plans to bless us, sometimes we got to get ourselves together. Sometimes we've got to teach our children, like in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Sometimes we've got to get our minds set, and we've got to say, okay, what well, a prophet said, that we've got to live according to the ordinance and the word and the commandments of God, and that's what we've got to do. 
we've got to stop looking around pointing fingers. Well, they did this, they did that. When you get to heaven and get rejected, and God says, I know you're not your works are of iniquity, you're going to be accountable, possibly, for being the stumbling block to everybody that is watching you teach and preach misinformation to other people as false prophets. Out here just in soothsayer mode, never telling people to get themselves right before God. God loves us, wants to bless us. God says, I will hear from my people, but you've got to submit yourself to the spirit of the living God with your whole heart. So as I close out to today, remember that man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God is coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. The righteous shall scarcely make it in. So when you know better, you've got to do better. When you know better, you've got to do better. When you know better, you have got to do better. So let's do better. Get into the word of God. Start living according to the ordinance and the word of God. And stop depending on grace. Making yourself disgrace. So when we get into the word of God, we will know that it is the word. God didn't say that man should not live by grace alone. He said man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I pray that you are blessed. I pray that God blesses you, keeps you. I pray, pray healing, deliverance, and restoration. I pray that uh, no untimely death hits your homes, your family. I pray that COVID-19 not um, consuming you, your friends, and your family. And I pray the blood of Jesus over the homes of those that are walking under the word and in the word and under the blood of God. So remember, if you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you. Remember that Prophet Sharita loves you and that God loves you too.